0: Good afternoon, Eastern Washington and fellow patriots. This is Matt Shea and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries in the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news. It's not about right or left. It's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, about not ending in prayer, but moving to action and about the gospel of the kingdom. Ephesians two nineteen through 22, So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling or habitation of God in the Spirit. If you're here in Spokane on a Sunday, 10 a.m., that's service time. If you want to tune in, you can tune in online as well. We broadcast live on Sundays and stream to virtually every social media source that you like, okay, or is your favorite. So tune in, even if you can't make it all the way down, because we potentially have snow in this area of the, <laughs> of the world that could keep you from driving in from some of the outlying areas so you can always watch Online. also want to mention this Sunday, we have a special guest at On Fire Ministries on Sunday, Bill Federer. So our Sunday service is going to be a special service. Bill Federer is one of the foremost historians in America, and particularly about America's Christian heritage. Absolutely fantastic speaker, and more importantly, very anointed for this time, that we need to find the old ways that are good and walk in them. I want to mention, too, just the time that we're in right now. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything for granted with your family, with friends. Take this time during the holidays and spend time with your family that is quality time. Play games, talk. You don't have to watch TV all the time. Um, If you're going to watch movies, you know, Pray about which ones you watch, too. Virtually everything now is somehow infected with this Marxist, secular humanist culture that's trying to destroy the values that made this country great and trying to undermine Christianity. And so when you want to walk in the truth, don't feed your mind with things that are not of the Lord. Now, many people bring up to me about Lord of the Rings. Well, I got to tell you something. Lord of the Rings was written by a Christian and actually is one of the greatest stories of Western civilization ever told. And so if you want to actually watch Lord of the Rings and then read some history, you can always read Raymond Ibrahim's books. And we've had Raymond on the show here in the, in the last few weeks. Uh, he's wrote two great books, uh, Now, I'm going to tell you, they're brutal because Western history has been brutal. Not us being brutal to other people, but a specific thing called Islam being brutal to the West. And so his book, Defender of the West, and also Sword and Scimitar. Actually, you can follow what's happening in a lot of the Lord of the Rings just by, by looking at that. Now, there's other parts of Western history that play into that. So people ask me, is it okay to watch Lord of the Rings? I think the answer is yes. And you also, but more importantly and probably better is read the books. Movies never really tell the whole story. The books do. So just during this time, spend time with family. Take the time to pray for each other, honor each other, bless each other. Do communion together. Around the family table. That's what is the strength of America, is when Christ is at the center. And what a perfect time during this unfortunately commercialized holiday season to return to what matters, and that is our love for Jesus Christ and our love for each other. And that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing a ton happening right now I want to go through a few things but there is there is a very clear destabilization happening uh, around the world but God because there are some things that are happening that should give you encouragement now coming to us from open source intelligence Russia continues to target electrical infrastructure in Ukraine as part of their overall strategy now Their overall strategy um, is to create power outages across Ukraine uh, as we go into the winter months so that those people are having a very hard time and somehow they're going to be cowed into going to the negotiating table. Again, Vladimir Putin doesn't know the Ukrainian people clearly. I mean, and he doesn't know warfare Because the three levels of warfare, and specifically fourth generation warfare, as outlined by William S. Lind, talk about the moral level of war, talk about the mental level of war, and the operational levels of war. There's other categories in there. I just want to focus on those three first. The moral level of war, you lose that. In in Russia's entire army, as we've talked about many times, is based on artillery which ends up losing you the moral level of war well as soon as you start targeting civilians directly like this they're never going to want to surrender why would you surrender to such a tyrant it's going to make us cold they're going to remember this forever the winter they froze just like hello to more which by the way is right during the season the celebration and it's not like a celebration in what we think it's it's a memorial celebration they remember Holodomor and the great starvation of Joseph Stalin, 1932, 1933, when he killed millions of Ukrainians. So now we have Putin, who is doing something very similar. Of course, they're going to remember this. They're going not going to forget this for generations. It's not going to drive them to the negotiating table. It's actually driving them away from the negotiating table. Now, Putin's strategy is, in uh, some analysis, get part of this wrong. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. Putin's strategy right now is to use his missiles, which is apparently the only thing that really works for his military right now. And he thinks it's cheaper, apparently, to take out Ukrainian infrastructure because they could take it out faster than the Ukrainians can fix it. Now, one analyst said, well, it's cheaper to do that for the Russians. I I disagree. These missiles cost millions and millions of dollars. It's actually fairly cheap to repair electrical infrastructure in an area. Now, timing is a different thing. If you start taking out transformers, and they're not uh, standard transformers, they're high-voltage transformers that are uh, specifically made for an area, and they have to be custom-built. Okay, yeah, that might cost some time, but it's still, again, cheaper to use your missiles against strategic targets, not civilian infrastructure. So this does not make sense strategically to do this. And morally, as far as warfare is concerned, it doesn't make sense to do this because the people are not going to want to come to the table. They're actually going to want to fight harder. And this just goes against everything that in modern warfare we've learned and hard lessons that have been learned. So Putin's trying to continue to do this and is going to, very likely, if he's going to keep up with his strategy through the winter. But the question is, how many missiles does Putin have left? And the answer is not very many. Based on all objective counts, he cannot rebuild his stockpiles fast enough. So is Putin going to run out of missiles before Ukrainian will runs out? And I think the answer to that question objectively is yes. And by the way, the Ukrainians do not live like we do necessarily in the West. They may in Kiev, may in parts of Kharkiv, uh, but you, you, they don't in, in a lot of the country. They, they're used to living very Spartan lives. So for a lot of people, this doesn't really change much. All right. Also want to mention this from open source intelligence the U.S. and Russia have canceled their meetings on the Strategic Offensive Arms Treaty, or START Treaty. Um, I'm sorry, Strategic Offensive Arms Treaty, which was scheduled for November 29th through November 6th in Cairo. Russia has uh, was party was the party who canceled, but they don't know why. Um, clearly, something is about to happen. Again, I don't know if the Russians just have already decided to do nuclear weapons or, or just decided to just retreat from the whole country. I don't know. But the only reason that they would break this off is if they don't want to talk to the United States because they have something else that they're going to try to do. Um, massive missile attacks, again, have, have happened, and, and uh, uh, they're trying major op- offensive operations, particularly near Bakhmut. Uh, the Russians keep losing thousands of soldiers there. It's, it's just disgusting. The, the waste of life that has happened there right now. But what we can know for sure is throughout the winter, uh, they're going to try to keep this up and be in a defensive posture. Very likely, the Ukrainians are going to do something to cut Russian supply lines and move artillery forces in range of Crimea and start methodically working across Crimea. Which brings us to the next huge thing geopolitically, and that is the civil unrest in China. Now, the civil unrest in China has expanded significantly. And here's why do this COVID zero policy. She locked up and please do not correct me on that. Stop it. Stop pronouncing our enemies names correctly. Okay. She, she, he locked up his people in an apartment complex. They were welding doors closed. Okay. A fire broke out in this apartment complex. A couple dozen people, at least, perished in this and 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 literally, were literally talking on the phone as this happened or texting out their last words as they burned to death. this ignited and there's um, a couple of maps uh, that are here on on Twitter that you can see that show all of the cities I mean it's not just one localized region it's all over China protests have broken out. they're calling this the white paper revolution. Because there's nothing written on here. They're calling it the White Paper Revolution. And I just want to take a moment and stand with our brothers and sisters, especially our our Christian brothers and sisters in China. Those that love freedom. And let's just pray for them right now. Father, we just lift up everyone in China right now who loves you, who loves freedom. And Lord, we ask right now for a massive angelic hedge of protection around them right now that you would give them discernment and wisdom in how to proceed lord and that god even though they don't have guns like we do in america they have you and lord i communism is evil and lord it is not your will for evil to continue to stand so we pray right now we intercede right now on behalf of our brothers and sisters in china that the communist regime there would fall And would be destroyed. And that, Lord, you are the true king of China. And, Lord, I ask that the Chinese people right now would not only be protected, but they would be encouraged. In your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, one of the interesting things about this is the Biden administration is doing nothing. Literally doing nothing. Why is that? Is that... Could that be because they might be compromised? According to several social media reports, they're they're playing the national anthem of the United States. They want the United States to stand with them, just like some of the protesters in Iran do, just like some of the protesters in Brazil do, because they love freedom and they see the United States as a light on a hill a beacon on a hill and the government right now here I want you to I want you to hear this because this is what they plan to do here in the United States this is their plan we rebuke it in Jesus name but this is their plan the government has also been switching the digital passports of the Chinese people who protest to red which means they need to be immediately quarantined now in addition to that they are, Creating quarantine camps, huge quarantine camps. You're I mean, like, one is 87,000 around the country. And, and I don't know if you've seen pictures of this, but they have like a little airlock where the food comes in and they cannot leave. And it's a little room, a little pod that they stay in. They want to make it so the United States of America has this vaccine passport or whatever you want to call it. It's a social credit system so they can do exactly this and try and control people. This is why they're they're rolling out digital currency. If you haven't seen those news reports, they're rolling out digital currency here. They've done a test trial and it looks like they're going to be or they want to implement it by this coming summer in 2023. It's why they want to do this. It's all about control. And and they want to give everyone out there a sense of hopelessness. Well, our hope is in Jesus Christ. Which brings us next to Brazil. Protests continue in Brazil with no real sign of slowing. Now, these are the largest protests in human history. You've got to see the pictures. Millions of people coming out against the communist corruption in that country that tried to put a felon back in office after he had been disqualified. Communist judges try to put Lula back in office. Now they, they are trying to say the election was good when it wasn't, and, and millions of Brazilians don't know. If you're in Brazil listening to Patriot Radio today, we are with you. Stand. Do not back down. Do not back down. Now here's, here's the key thing. We've been waiting for this. I want to read this to you. Many high-ranking military officials in Brazil signed and released an open letter over the weekend in which they urged the nation to return to the rule of law and the observance of constitutional precepts. The letter also includes this line, quote, The time has come for the authorities and the Brazilian people to know that the FFAA will not accept having a candidate, whoever he may be, as the next president, with any doubts about the legitimacy of the choice, free and sovereign of the will of the majority, and quote, the reserves in Brazil have also come out and said that they will support Bolsonaro. So what is happening right now in Brazil is a foreshadow of 2024. I'm just going to be really blunt about this. If the people here in the United States that have been trying to fraudulently usurp power throughout this country think they're going to get away with it. Think that they're going to bully people. I think that they're going to intimidate people. I mean, just in Arizona here this week, somebody said that they had to vote to certify. Otherwise that they would be arrested. Well, then why was there a vote? There's always a vote because there's a choice and you can't be arrested for a choice if you act in your own legislative capacity. So whoever threatened that person, that's who actually should be arrested. And in fact, that individual should have stood up and demanded a citizen's arrest of whoever threatened him. Because that's where we're headed in this country. These communists think that they can just flout the law, flout the Constitution, and just ignore these clear checks in the system. We need to change our mindset down there. And especially in Arizona right now, Cochise County right now, holding firm. Don't certify an election where there was massive proven disenfranchisement. People were turned away from the polls. And trying to bully and intimidate into a certification where there's a clear conflict of interest, by the way, that's not only not American, It's wrong. Morally wrong. So I think Brazil is showing a way forward here. Calling the bluff of the communists but they're going to have to clean the communists out. They're going to have to arrest them. They're going to have to try them. Because the communists have clearly violated the constitution of Brazil and, oh by the way, That clear violation of the Constitution of the United States has been happening now for quite some time. I believe this is why they fear Trump so much, because if he gets back in, if he gets back in, there is a high likelihood that he will actually hold accountable those that have been doing this. All right, also coming to us from Open Source Intelligence. This is an interesting thing. The Belarusian foreign minister, Vladimir Makai, passed away suddenly on Saturday. Now, this was an anti-Russian politician in Belarus. Now, he was anti-Russian all the way up until the war started, Then he was totally silent. Now, he all of a sudden disappeared. In addition to that, it, it appears another cryptocurrency founder has died. Now, I don't know if you've been tracking this, but I think that's up to three, Travis, that have passed away under mysterious circumstances, starting with a mysterious drowning. So what's happening? And In short, without getting into too much detail here, there is a clear repositioning and what appears to be a purge of those who may go against the globalist attempt to control the world. Now, I, we, we don't talk about, you know, there being a conspiracy. This This is no longer that. That's no longer an issue. Clearly there is. The issue is, what side are you on? And we're seeing a very clear delineation of that happen right now. You can't stay on one side anymore. You've got, you've got to choose. Do you love freedom? Do you love the Lord? Or don't you? Now, one of the other interesting things that I, I saw here, we're going to the national front now. Biden's Secret Service rental vehicles burst into flames after he left Nantucket vacation. So, these Secret Service rental vehicles all of a sudden burst into flame. Not just one. Not just one. So it makes you wonder if somebody may have been monkeying around with that. Now, there's Total silence about it, at least as of the show time right now. Also want to mention something else. Turkey has backed off invading Syria, and it appears the Russians are trying to broker some kind of peace there, temporary peace, but that, that really belies the bigger things that are going on. Massive protests in Iran right now overthrowing the regime. Massive protests in China right now. Massive protests in Brazil right now. The globalists are trying to roll out a digital currency by next summer. A social credit system akin to what China is doing by next year. Inflation is rising massively. There are massive crimps in the supply chain right now, even for the United States. China appears poised to invade Taiwan sooner rather than later. What does this mean? Well, spiritually it means the enemy is really upset because something's about to happen to overturn the enemy's plans. And as Christians going through a time like this, be prepared and be prayerful. Look, I I don't know how to describe this other than people need an encounter with Jesus Christ, not just talk about him, not just give their lives to him, not just uh, get baptized, but an actual encounter, a transformative encounter with Jesus Christ in this time. That's what's going to give us the discernment to bring us through. That's what's going to give us the strength to bring us through. That's what's going to give us the vision to bring us through is that encounter with Jesus Christ. We, we are clearly in a time that comes around once every hundred, maybe a thousand years. So understand where we're at in history and press into the Lord and come into his presence. Have an encounter with him. In fact, over the holidays, when your family is together, take time, stop. You don't need to even pray anything as much as just listen to him. Come into his presence and listen to him. Ask him a question and then just stop and listen. What do you want our family to be doing during this time, Jesus? What do you want me to be doing during this time, Jesus? What's your strategy for me dealing with the situations I'm dealing with? What's, Where do you want us to educate our children? How do you want us to educate our children? Homeschooling in a private school? Because definitely not a government school. Ask these questions. And as we come into a time of change and transition, ask him where you're supposed to be positioned. Now, I'm... I, I have talked about how we're headed toward a war. I, I'm not going to really talk much about that anymore. I, I don't, I mean, you've, you've been warned enough. Everybody's been warned enough. We need to actually look at what are we going to be doing in this time to expand the kingdom. Is this a time that we expand the kingdom or we just sit on the sidelines and cower in a corner. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to sit in the corner and just accept what the globalists have planned for me. And plan for my family. and Plan for my community. I want to make sure this community is unified in the spirit. First and foremost, and people have an encounter with Jesus. Everything else will flow out of that all the change in the political sphere, in the media sphere, and the business sphere, all of that will flow out of that encounter with Jesus Christ. So take some time and really press into this. Ask God for his vision for your life, his strategies for your life. Thank him for the provision during this time. And the fact that we don't have to worry right now in America about shortages on things. Like they do in other parts of the uh, parts of the world, but parts of the the globe that have like lack of food and and power, we don't have to worry about that. Pray into this in Jesus' name, and that's the briefing. Remember, the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be whew, a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. And thank you to everybody that's been praying for us over this season. If you get a chance, follow us on Gab, MeWe, Getter, all your favorite social media platforms, at Matt Shea, at Matt Shea1 on True Social. We're also on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and Amazon. We broadcast across the entire ACN network. Um, We rebroadcast every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 o'clock. And then we're also on on Saturday during the Steel and Steel time frame. So just pick your time. Listen to the podcast, share it with your friends and family. Um, we're we're getting up toward breaking 150,000. So thank you, everybody that has been sharing this far and wide, especially those of you who are driving in trucks across the perilous country. Drive safe. Thank you for your support. All right. It's my pleasure to introduce right now our good friend, Jim Barfield of the Copper Scroll Project. Jim, it's great to have you back on Patriot Radio today. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. I hope you can hear me okay.
0: Hear you great Jim. It sounds fantastic so I, you guys don't have snow in Oklahoma do you?
1: No, we had a little bit of cool weather but today at the end of the day was very nice. It's starting to cool off now but uh, nothing like you guys get. I promise you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of snow here right now. So we're <laughs> we're uh, we like it though because it makes us cozy here in uh, Washington. I want to talk a little bit about, well, give us an update on the project and also the red heifer. We've, we've talked about this a few times. Give us an update on what exactly all is going on right now, what people should be paying attention to.
1: Well, they should be looking up. That's what they should be looking for. That uh, We are at a very, very interesting time in history. We are going to be, we're going to be looking at, um, Uh, possibilities of this red heifer i don't think people really understand the depth and the meaning of this thing it's the father god has set up a system and the system has not gone out of out of out of business yet he is he is eternal his his word is eternal and the red heifers are part of that plan whether whether people want to believe that or not whether they do believe it or not doesn't matter at this point they are part of the plan and we've got five of them the last i heard there was five of them i just happened to meet this guy <clears throat> uh, about a year ago uh, a friend of mine another radio fellow uh, he's a another person that introduced me to the, uh, I'm going to call him the red heifer guy, he's a a great fellow, he's out of Texas, he didn't actually raise the heifers, but he was the one that put it all together, went around contacting ranchers, that sort of thing, to have these red heifers ready to get them to Israel, now this was just a dream on his part when he first started, but the guy got it done, he got five of them over to Israel now. Now that sounds like no big deal, but it's incredibly expensive. Several hundred thousand dollars he spent to get these heifers over there. They have to be spotless. They had. There can't be one white hair, one black hair. It's got to be a, a perfectly red heifer, and it can't have any scars, any uh, scratches, any any cuts. I should say.
0: <clears throat> right, and branding. I think brand. so. Talk about branding a little bit because oh. there were there were attempts with in. People are branding these, these cows, and that makes them automatically ineligible.
1: Yeah, it disqualifies them. There can't be any kind of scars on them. They've got to be a pure heifer. Uh, now, I don't know whether those, uh, the heifers you had on the screen just a few minutes ago were the same ones, but the, the heifers that they've got are uh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful heifers, and uh, and it just sounds strange as it can be. I mean you go to church on sunday you're sitting there and you're talking about cows it's normal here in oklahoma <laughs> but for you know around the country it, you're sitting there talking about heifers and people thinking, are you insane what has this got to do with what does has this got to do with jesus what does it got to do with salvation well it's got a lot to do with the plan let me just put it that way because a lot of the things that are coming, and guys, ladies, and gentlemen, there's going to be another temple, and it's not going to be one that's utilized by Satan. If he, if he does, it's only going to be a short period of time, and uh, it's it's part of the process. The, the Father has made this, had set this up, and we are preparing for that. It's not that that that's what I look to do. My purpose with the Copper Scroll project was purely to bring out the items that are so incredibly important. These are temple items. They are items that are going to be so, oh gosh, it's so important to uh, people that don't know Yeshua or Jesus. They don't know Jesus. If, you pull, if we pull these things out of the grounds, along with the red heifers, along with, uh, I mean, they're not coming out of the ground, but we pull all these things out, it's all happening right now all these things are happening there's a there's a, a move for many other things there's already been a temple vessels being built but this is in a plan for the coming temple people say well jim jesus did away with the uh, with the sacrifices the sacrifices were were never meant to be uh, the the all-encompassing uh atonement for sin yeshua jesus he is the reason for all of this And, and all those sacrifices were to point to him that he's coming and then after he after he came now they're pointing back to him look at what he did as the perfect sacrifice the lamb of god why would they call him the lamb of god if that wasn't his intent was for him to to be sacrificed to atone for all of our sins Uh, to me there is no other there is no other way there is no other uh plan of salvation my jewish brothers and sisters uh they're beginning to see this but i promise you i am not worried about my brothers and sisters in israel they are certainly an amazing number of people over there that understand and know even better than a lot of christians do what's going on and what's coming but again back to the red heifers and what's what's taking place with them they're being prepared and they're about to be you know a, probably in another year uh they will be prepared i don't remember the exact amount of time i think it's 3 years that they have to sit or 2 years i'm sorry 2 years that they have to remain pure and then once they're ready then they'll take them and there's a specific way that these animals have to be taken care of and treated and uh, I, I can't think of any, another word they, they will be slaughtered that animal will be slaughtered and it'll be a whole burnt offering and the ashes will be gathered and they will be utilized hopefully if i'm if i'm right about the Copper scroll project all these items it, there's a particular cave that we've talked about several times on this show the inside of that cave will be what is called uh, called the kalal the halal is what they keep the uh, ashes of the red heifer in then they will take the ashes that they that they will get from this current red heifer and they will mix them with the ashes that have been since moses time frame wow can you imagine that the ashes that moses he was the guy that him and his brother and the uh, priest were the ones that put them inside of that that container and they're all mixed, and they're actually in there. There's, you know, fragments, maybe just tiny portions, but it's still part of the uh, ashes of the red heifer to be used for cleansing. And that that's a, a very strange story, and a very mysterious. One of the most the most mysterious stories in the uh, in the Bible is why ashes of a red heifer why is the person that applies these ashes and uses these ashes why is he unclean when he's making everything else clean it's a mystery but right now we're we're all getting ready there's a bunch of us here in oklahoma that are preparing and uh, around other spots around the country uh we'll be going back to israel as soon as we can and we're gonna we're gonna be doing some Things that I can't talk about. We're gonna be well, preparing for things that I just I can't tell you about.
0: Well, let's just talk about kind <laughs> of the geopolitical changes that have happened in Israel with the election again of Benjamin Netanyahu. This guy, probably one of the greatest politicians in modern history. Incredible how he yes. lives, keeps coming back and coming back. But he is now there in charge in Israel. W- what does that mean? to uh, just to the Jewish people, and, and also just generally to the project? You know,
1: I I admire the guy. I, I, think, he, I think he can be really uh, mischievous. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. The guy is very intelligent. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I, I honestly, and I'm going to be very honest with you on your program here tonight, i'm concerned about his politics about his you know i'm just gonna call it what it is there's a that that and i was listening on the last part of your program there and i'm in total agreement with you guys there is a very dark power in this on this planet and uh, i know that he's involved with some of the uh, he's affiliated with some of the people let me just put it that way. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I hope he's I hope he's a really good guy, but if he's affiliated with them to the degree that most of them have to be, I'm very concerned about him. But let's hope not. I don't I don't want to mark him that way. At this point, I just think he's a very sharp politician. And I I'm gonna be spending some time with some Jewish people whenever I go over there this trip and we're the ones that i've talked to are, are very concerned about him um I, it'd be again, really interesting I to get their hold,
0: take yeah absolutely it,
1: yeah they they're they're going we're going to sit we've got some evenings planned where they're going to be coming over and uh we got a really nice place to stay over there we're going to be talking about his politics um the politics of a gentleman by the name of moshe Fagelin. he's uh, probably going to be joining us one or two of the nights we're going to be sitting and talking about these things and discuss what he knows about him he uh, netanyahu pulled some real political shenanigans and made it where moshe Fagelin could not be part of the knesset again uh I, i don't that's only temporary uh but uh we really wanted him back in the knesset because he's a very big supporter of the copper scroll project and he will be a big supporter of the red heifers anything to do with god anything to do with the temple anything to do with the you know, <clears throat> really important things that are coming for all of us not just the jewish people you can't separate at this point christians and jews everybody wants to the christians want to separate from the jews and the jews want to separate from the christians that's just the way it is right now but guys There's coming a time when that separation is going to break down and there's a, we're all going to be sitting there going, okay, um, I was wrong about this I was wrong about that, but they were wrong as well. Go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, there are so many prevailing views about whether the temple should be rebuilt, whether it is going to be rebuilt. You know, the early church fathers like Hippolytus would say that, you know, the the Antichrist was going to rebuild the temple. Um, Other scholars say, no, that's actually not the case. The Jewish people are going to rebuild the temple. The Antichrist is then going to try to corrupt it. And I I think this misses the larger point that if a temple is rebuilt in Israel, does that not spark a revival in Israel for Judaism? I I mean, I would think it would. Just objectively speaking, stepping back, I would think it would spark a revival there.
1: It would be massive a massive revival and especially if we find the things that we're expecting to find because there's going to be a lot of documentation inside of us a particular cave over there a lot of documentation that is going to lead us either directly to yeshua jesus and or to uh, some more deeper meaning of the prophets there's just going to be a lot of that that's going to take place so just just bear in mind that we we're all going to have to put down our, our our swords and stop using you know the the word of God to destroy each other and start working together because the time's yeah. coming exactly. and we will be working together.
0: That's where the unity of the Holy Spirit comes in. It can break through all of those things. Well, I wanted to also ask you about it, the the. Project, you've mapped it out. You've made a, p- a very compelling case. There are detractors. So, how are you answering some of the detractors right now? That well, the copper scroll is just an old relic, and we just we don't we we can totally ignore that. We don't have to worry about that. How do you answer some of these detractors today? Um, that no, actually, we're on the cusp of something that is world changing
1: it's you know that one's pretty easy to, to correct um why one reason why would they make copper pure copper like that 99 percent pure copper it's a very very pure why would they take the time to hammer out uh it 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 took me i made it a copper scroll and and it's a, almost exactly the same size uh, all the letterings are exactly the same and i did that for the purpose of you know figuring out how they did it and it it took me a week just by myself and and i was getting good at it and it was easier because the copper that i used is much thinner Mm -hmm. uh and it took why would they take that much time use a precious semi-precious metal like copper and put all these details in it and all those details then turn around and with those details, we can take uh, Qumran, which is where all this is at. We can take those details and map out Jerusalem at the time of Jeremiah. That's just the beginning of it. And not only that, and uh, Matt and you and I talked about it in private, I believe, and talked about yeah. the um, Azazilgo. And, and where the, where was that ghost pushed off the cliff? Now that's another weird thing that people are probably sitting in there, what are they talking about pushing goats off a of cliff? That's the Azazel goat, that's Day of Atonement goat, and we've identified the location where that is going to be. I'm looking forward, I haven't been there yet since COVID came around. I want to go out there and actually stand on that spot and get some pictures and hopefully I'll be able to bring some back and share with you guys.
0: You know, theologically, and and just again, just going back to Second Temple Judaism and what they believed at the time, the the place where the goat was pushed off, where the goat would ultimately land, down at the bottom, that was where the entrance to the abyss was. This was the the entrance in in Greek, uh, Tartarus, the Abuso. This was the entrance to the abyss. I mean, theologically, if these places are real— and these ceremonies were real and are going to be real again. The, I mean, the theological implications are huge, especially with the goat. And if you could explain really quickly for the listeners the import of Leviticus 16 and the fact that scapegoat is not what it says in the original Hebrew.
1: No, the, that that animal uh, and the, the, the whole real mystery of it, is, was trying to figure out where all this took place. But that animal, to be told, walked out into the wilderness by a particular person, took him out into the wilderness. And, and what's really significant is they took him out to took the to goat out to where Qumran is at. Mm-hmm. That's the, the actual place where they pushed the goat off. It's probably a half a mile, and I'm guessing on this, a half a mile from the ruins of Qumran. You can actually see the push point from Qumran you you can stand there and look at it and in all of the all the other implements that they would need would be right there at qumran so what does it mean whenever they push the goat off of there whenever they shove the goat off they would tie a red ribbon to it that red ribbon would then have a piece of it tied and it's I, this is my opinion at qumran where there's a specific spot already set up there and when the goat actually died it hit the base of the this uh, massive massive cliff then it would it, that ribbon would turn white and it would turn white on the uh, at qumran as well and it would turn white tied to the doors of the gates of uh, of jerusalem that is a miracle in itself and when for my christian brothers and sisters listen that thing stopped turning white whenever whenever the after the crucifixion of Yeshua, Jesus. That's that's really, really significant, especially whenever you're talking to um, our Jewish brothers and sisters.
0: And I'm gonna well, get yeah, an opportunity. 40, so, well, well, let's talk about that real quick. The detail there is that that 40 years before the destruction of Jerusalem, this is what it says in the Jewish sources. That forty years prior to the destruction of Jerusalem, so we know what that year was 70, seventy. Forty years prior, it ceased turning white. Well, that was AD 30, 32. That's exactly the time. And those those are the two years. Oh, Actually, exactly. every scholar believes, yeah, that Jesus was crucified.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and, and uh, part of that part of that mystery is that 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 prophecy applies to one of the prophecies that's in the dead sea scrolls it specifically says that um 40 years after the, the death of the uh, teacher of righteousness uh the the um wicked the wicked men of, of jerusalem would perish and it happened yeah. twice once at the time of the first temple destruction 40 years prior to that was Jeremiah. Now, guys, Jeremiah and Yeshua, Jesus have got some really close ties. Jeremiah, well, whenever he started his ministry was exactly 40 years prior to the destruction of the first temple. Same thing with the second temple. Yeshua was crucified. And 40 years later, what happens with the uh, temple, the Herod's temple, destroyed just exactly the same. And in fact, real quick, in fact there was a particular priestly course there's uh priestly courses that sang that did all the work in the temple well they were singing a song it was the exact same song they were singing whenever the first temple was destroyed they were exactly at the same phrase whenever the the uh, babylonians came through and whenever the uh, the romans came through. this is in the Talmud, in mm-hmm. detail and exactly the same so there's some distinct prophetic ties to that as well
0: I love that God is a God of precision. Jim, in the last few minutes oh, that we have goodness. left, uh, if you could share some final thoughts, and also where can people go to keep up with what you're doing?
1: We are staying very quiet at this point. They can go onto the uh, Copper Scroll project page, but we're, we're staying pretty quiet. I had considered doing some updates, but right now we're at a critical point in, in, the, in the project's history we've got to be careful about what we say and what we're working on in front of people but what's happening with the project we're preparing for and i'm just going to say it we're preparing for the return of the messiah and we're going to do everything that we can everything that we can prepare all the people we can convince and talk to in Israel we're going to do that on this next trip and we're going to lay out our plan to them and we're going to talk to several rabbis to see if we can't get them uh, back on board. They were on board before COVID and COVID as everybody knows has really uh, (laughs) thrown a wrench into a lot of our words. But I'm sorry, go ahead with your question.
0: No, no, I I just was, I wanted you just to give the The place people could go, just even to learn about the the Copper Scroll Project, and also um, give some final thoughts on the time that we're in and kind of what you expect here in the next year or two years.
1: Yeah, well, we are truly, we are truly in a very, very prophetic time. And I encourage all my brothers and sisters, I don't care if you're Baptist or Pentecostal, get your families in church. Get them in there, and 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 get them. And for my, if there's any Jewish people, get your brothers and sisters in the synagogues and prepare. We need to prepare for the coming of the Messiah because I believe it's within within the next few years it's going to happen. Do I think that we're going to have some very difficult times? Yes. Prepare for that. And, and, and if they want to learn as much as they can about the project, just go to the CoverScrollProject.com and and get on there and and read what you what I've got on there. And uh, it'll give you an idea of what's happening. This is not a joke. This is not something that we're making up. It's a, it's really happening. We've got the Israelis. The many of the Israelis are on board with us. They know that what we found is very, very significant. And keep your eyes peeled, guys. There's some evil, evil, wicked things happening around the world that uh, I don't even want to get into right now. We just don't have time for it. Uh so go ahead, Matt, with the, your next question.
0: Well, I just, you know, we want to have you back here in the spring uh, here at On Fire Ministries in Spokane to give us an update. Um, everybody found it absolutely fascinating last time that you were here. But just, just because it's so encouraging that we're, we can look up mm. our redemption draws now. We don't know the day or the hour but we do know the season and we can look up our redemption draws near and that God gave us the honor of being in this time. I think is, is just pretty incredible.
1: It is. It's, it's very incredible. And, and how guys like me, I mean, I'm, I'm an old soldier slash firefighter. How I got involved in something, this uh, wonderful is just beyond my understanding. And, and I think, I think if God selected me for any reason, it's because I don't really give a darn about money. I know that the important things are our grandchildren and our children. And I even have a great grandchild on the way now. So we're excited about that. And know that that we have got, and I know I've been repetitive, but we have got to get our people prepared. Christians, Jews, all of us, we've got to get prepared and and keep our eyes peeled for our coming messiah and there's a lot of things uh uh, prophetic things happening in israel and i will fill you in more about that whenever i come back like you said in the springtime i'll i'll let you know what's happening but they're but they're uh prophetic messianic figures
0: all right in the last minute we've got left how can people support you directly because i know i know that this isn't cheap to do some of this stuff and I also know that you love the support of prayer. So how can how can people specifically be praying for you and, and support you directly? Well,
1: I'm going to ask them to dig deep, deep, deep into their pockets and pull out all the lint and uh, and just be prepared to pray. I don't want your money. I don't need your money. What I want are your prayers because that is way, way more important to me than any amount of money. Uh, this is about what God wants. He has provided for me every step of the way, and he is continuing to provide for me for what we're trying to do. And it's, and it ultimately boils down to pray that I stay within God's will and, and I remain there the entire time while I'm, especially on this next trip. I think it's going to be very touch and go because they're talking passports. And guys, I am not, listen to me, I'm not taking that shot. So they're going to have to throw me out of the country.
0: We have, we're going to pray for you right now, uh, Jim. Let's, let's just all pray for him right now. Father, we just lift up Jim and the team to you, Lord. We just speak your blessing over them, travel mercies over them, Lord, and uh, favor and influence, Lord, uh, that your angelic host is clearing the way already in front of them right now. And Lord, that as they go, they go with our goodwill and Lord, they go, with your courage with your peace with your love and your joy in jesus name amen
1: amen amen and thank you so very much
0: jim it's always great to have you on patriot radio god bless you keep up the fight look forward to hearing from you soon
1: look forward to it too thanks matt
0: jim barfield copper uh, copper scroll project getting ready to go over there to israel we're not going to say when But he is on a mission that I believe can change the world. Uh, And if you don't know anything about the Copper Scroll Project, go there. Travis is going to put the link right below the show. Go there, check it out, and keep praying for Jim. Just as you have it on your heart, keep praying for Jim Barfield and the team and just pray your blessings over them as they go. It's just pretty amazing that, that God chooses... People like me, an old lawyer and soldier, people like Jim, an old soldier and investigator to, to really press into his heart for this time. I also want to mention coming up this Sunday, December 4th, Bill Federer is going to be here at On Fire Ministries. Look forward to seeing you all there. Invite your friends and family, one of the great Christian historians of our time may God bless all of you and may he make and keep and bring us into being the greatest generation God bless all of you and keep up the fight